Welcome to the Ausgel Podcast, where we bring the gel ball community together. Each week, we have a special guest where we talk about what's new in the world of gel ball, be it mill sims, speed ball, and everything in between. Now, welcome to our host. Hi, I'm Dan from Ausgel. And I'm Michael from Tuck Toys. Today, we are going to have a chat with a guy who is now running the operations at Tuck Toys. All right, Michael, mate, thank you so much for coming up and joining us. No, absolute pleasure to be here. It's, um, mate, this is one I've been really hanging out for. I've, I've wanted to get Tack Toys on the podcast for some time. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's a great opportunity to sort of, you know, hear your side of the story for your journey in the industry and, and that sort of thing and what's been happening. But before we get into that, Yep. Let's talk about you, who you are. Okay. So, Michael, new face of Tack Toys. Yep. Tell us about your background and how you came into Gel Ball, mate. Um, so that's probably a quite a long story, but uh, for me, let's start at childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, I have um, a background in say premium retail um, yep. and customer service. So hmm. I've worked for companies such as IBM, Apple, Bupa. Um, Samsung, Telstra, and so my latest um, stint was basically with Samsung, yep. where I've um, spent about three years there being the sales manager and then the service manager for Samsung Consumer Electronics Australia down in Melbourne. Yep. Um, so for me, I've been managing big teams there down there and looking at, you know, stores that have kind of problems and trying to turn that around, make it, you know, high MPS score, um, huge increases in uh, turnover and revenue. So... Yeah. That's pretty much my background. Um, but getting into gel ball, uh, for me, I've always kind of really been interested in firearms. More yeah. so like the engineering side, not the... Uh, you like to understand how it all works. Exactly, not the possibility of destruction or anything yes. else like yeah. that. But I've always just had an interest in firearms. Yeah. Um, kind of stemmed back to when I was about nine years old and my dad went on a business trip to Singapore and mm. brought back a BB gun. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah, nice. so when you could back yep. then. Um, and yeah, it was just a manual spring-loaded P226. And yeah. it was just, we had crazy amounts of um, supervised so fun, fun with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and from there, I pretty much just had that kind of interest. I mean, everyone thinks guns are cool, etc. Yep. You play Call of Duty, all that kind yep. of stuff. Um, but for me, I moved back from, uh, when I was in Melbourne, actually, mm. I saw that Queensland got gel blasters. And I'm like... How does Queensland have this out of everywhere? Because that's it. I'm quitting my job and I'm moving to Queensland. Because <laughs> um, you know, Queensland's always yep. kind of in the past been that bit of a nanny state. Um, yeah. And I was just like, this is crazy. You know, if I ever get the chance to go back to Queensland, yep. I really want to check these out. Um, I did come back to Queensland. I spent five years in Melbourne. Had to come back up due to some unfortunate circumstances uh, cool. with my father having stage four cancer. Uh, um, so I, here. Uh, thank you. But I um, came back up basically and. From there, um, when he was really, really ill, I kind of found gel ball. Yeah. Um, so that was my opportunity. I needed something to kind of take my mind off things, and yeah. I went and bought a Gen 8. Ah, <laughs> and so JM. Bought, yeah, bought a uh, Jinming Gen 8, and basically, you know, started with that. In the first week, got 11-volt battery, and was like, this is awesome. Literally, in the second week of owning it, I ended up buying a Singularity gearbox, and yeah. I'm just like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to build yeah. Fully functioning gearbox, uh, I really want to do this because yep. it just looks awesome. So that pretty much just building that first um, Gen 8 Singularity gearbox and struggling and wanting to throw it against the wall for the first two yes. weeks, but getting it done in the end and watching it fire, like yep. that pretty much ignited everything for me. And then, you know, every kind of waking moment, I was just doing research, looking at 
everything else I can get, you know, how to do 13 to one builds, all that kind of stuff. So I actually really got into it from the building side yeah. and I didn't end up playing gel ball until like a year later or so. Um, wow. So yeah, that's pretty much how I got started in gel ball, but um, how I got started into Tactoys is kind of a different story. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're comfortable to tell us about that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So um, with how I got into Tactoys, that was a, that was an interesting story. Um Basically, it actually came along from a lot of Beard and Blaster Club. Yep. Um, back then. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yes. So, yep. um, having gone to like problem stores um, in the past, I always know there's a reason for yeah. something not working or, you know, there's more than what meets the eye um, yep. in those kind of situations. So, I kind of did more research into Tactoys. Like, they're a huge mm. company, you know. Yep. Obviously, like one of the forerunners in that industry. And I'm kind of looking into it going, you know, what could be going wrong you know watched gelsoft warriors videos um watched you know the community reaction to it and everything yeah. else like that and um i i was basically my dad probably passed away like three four months before this i was looking to get back into work um condolences mate no no thank you um i was looking to get back into work and basically my background and my you know degree is in hr yep and this was mid-COVID. So I was mm. actually starting to panic a little bit because uh, human resources had been cut down massively as everyone was working from home. Yep. Um, so, you know, where they'd have a three-person HR department, they'd just cut it down to one person. Mm. Sometimes they'd um, even cut HR depending on the size of the business. So yep. it was a struggle for work in that field. So, you know, what did I love at the time and what was I passionate about was job ball. So mm. I basically, I took a different approach. Um what was going on in the community i thought to myself i can jump on a bandwagon and write off tack toys completely yep or i can approach them and see if they want to change see if i can be an assistance of them see where the issues are and what i can do you know from 15 years of experience yep. in that kind of industry um to help them grow and help them get better hmm. uh so i actually sent a message to Corey, and um yep. at the time i thought he was the owner of the company so yep. many people did yeah. Um, Corey got my message, passed it on to the owner, and then um, I basically had an interview with the owner. Yeah. Um, from there, uh, I pretty much went in fairly ballsy, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, I highlighted all of their terms and conditions and yep. basically said, all right, like this is the thing, these are the things that need to change, essentially. Yep. Um, I understand this is probably coming from a place of just no understanding of Australian consumer law, like you, all of these jobble retailers just started up and they're kind of copying yeah. each other's warranty terms in, and conditions. I, I might just interject there because yeah. I think that's a really important point you raise there that people really need to know who are watching this. And that's that there, there are, I remember there was a bit of a witch hunt back then yeah. um, on all retailers basically. Yeah. And, you know, one, th one thing that people forget is not everyone you know, is going to be completely experienced in corporate governance and, and yeah. have that understanding, that thorough bureaucratic understanding yeah. because it's such a, a, a changing and dynamic environment. Absolutely. And, um, you know, the, the pressure that was applied to a lot of retailers back then, you know, you can't just assume that they're all going to know everything. You know, I mean, um, oh, it's, it's just not going to happen. So, yeah, just wanted to highlight that. And I think it's a good point you raise and it's good that you've jumped on board, to, you know, to, to try and help, you know, patch those holes. But, yeah, yeah. anyway, sorry, um, carry on. So I had that interview, um, we basically talked about um, T's and C's, warranty yep. terms, a lot of things like that. Um, and from what I got from that conversation was Tactoys was operating, um, you know, a 
basically a company that had to grow really, really quickly. Yeah. Uh, and it was growing, you know, faster than expected, you know. Mm. Um, it was just absolutely insane. And so the way it was run or managed at the time, it couldn't facilitate the growth and keep up with everything and all of these new blasters and, you know, this industry actually getting regulated to an extent. Yeah. Um, so that's where they were. And the thing for me to join them was, were they receptive to change? And I 100% got from that interview, yes, we are receptive to change. We, mm. you know, we want to be one of the best in the industry. We want to um, we want to go on that journey that you could possibly take us on. Mm. Um, and so from there, I had about a two-hour interview and started the same day. Jeez, yeah. that was that. <laughs> and that was that, and that's um, yeah. that's where I am now, and I've been at Tactoys for over a year now. Yeah, and and I I do know that that's probably been quite challenging for you, um, you know, trying to win back hearts and minds and that sort of thing. How, how's it all going? Um, for the most part, I think it's going really, really well. Um, yeah. I think there are some old school people in the industry who have probably been burnt in early days, and yeah. I, and I I would not deny that and completely understand where they're coming from. The thing is, is um, I wouldn't have joined if I, they weren't receptive to change. And yep. there is a lot of change going on. I mean, you know, people were shocked by the things that were changing. Like my yeah. second day there, um, you know, I had a chat with the company owner. I said, let's change the warranty terms. And literally second day on the job, it's yep. now 30-day, three-month and six-month warranty. And yep. everyone was just kind of shocked that it just yeah. happened overnight. But, I yep. mean, it's what I felt needed to be done, just some classic old school customer service, yep. you know, at the end of the day. Oh, that's cool. And um, so for me, I think it's going really, really well. Like our current customer base, um, they're incredibly happy and you're not always going to please everyone. Yeah. There are some people who don't agree with things like, you know, making a purchase and then going, you know what, it's not for me and wanting to return that and yeah. opening it and using it for, you know, yep. <laughs> a few weeks and on the field and taking it to spec ops and it's got paint all over it and going, you know, oh, could I get yes. that instead? Um, yeah. it, it, it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. I mean... Because every, like, as as a consumer, I, I think something that, that is always forgotten is if you try to return an item like that, that retailer, depending on the margin, hmm. they might have to sell another three or four gel plasters to cover the cost of that one that's being returned because it can't be resold. A hundred percent. I mean, and so we know we'll do as much as we can to yeah. make people happy, but you've got to find the balance. Yeah, um, and, that, and that's the hardest piece. But I think where we're at now, I mean, if you've got a legitimate warranty issue, um, no one's going to try and, you know, not refund you, swap it, you know, yep. give you a store credit. Like in the last year, um, for people who have always said, oh, you know, Tactoys never swap anything. We've done yeah. 1,900 refunds and store credits, so it's not a small amount. That's yep. a lot of money. And, you know, um, where our customer satisfaction scores are sitting internally at the moment is actually at 84.7% for the entire okay. year. Cool. So I, I know a fair few um, people in the telecom industry who would kind of kill for that customer satisfaction yep. score because they're sitting anywhere between 13 to 40%. And yeah. um, they're really happy when they're at 40%. So... Yep. We're trying to push in for you know ninety percent um, next year. You know that's oh, that's, that's, cool. that's the goal. But um, for the most part, the customer feedback that we get, you know, the reviews that we're getting, um, you know, it's positive. And yep. like I said, you can't please everyone, but I think for the most part, those people who've been burnt in the past, yep. you don't have to give us another chance. I understand that. Like yep. you know, there is a sour taste, but if you do ever give us another one, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, nice, yeah. excellent. Now. Um, so let's talk about who you are in the company. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, there's there's always rumours that get out there and <laughs> such and such owns this and owns that. Trust me, I get it all the time with Ausgel and M4A1. Everyone bloody ass. I own Ausgel. 
That's all you need to know. <laughs> okay. But in the tech toy space, you've come in to, um, to offer some assistance to the company. Yep. Um, the owners brought you on board. What's your position there? Um, so I'm the operations manager for the company. So yep. I basically run all the day-to-day, whether that's, you know, um, the warehouse, retail, um, technicians, yep. um, and, you know, obviously help with the online side of things. Yep. But, um, I mean, title isn't really all that much at Tac Toys. Um, yep. I do a lot of the higher function of the business as well and help the owner with a yep. lot of that kind of stuff as well. So I'm constantly looking for new products that we can carry, um, you know, yeah. new partnerships that we can make with you know, um, factories overseas or even, you know, companies that want to do airsoft conversions over to gel ball. Yeah. So we've got so much cool stuff. So you sort works. of sound like a pseudo COO. Yeah. <laughs> like. Essentially, yeah, but yeah. I'm not all that concerned with um, the title so much. Uh, it's yeah. good that you've got that humility there. But yeah, um, but yeah no, I also yeah. obviously do a lot of the HR function of the business yep. as well, which was something that was massively, massively needed at the start. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, that's always good to know. So um, so what's on the cards for the future with, with Michael and Tactoys? Uh, for us, um, we're kind of just looking at, you know, new things that we can bring in. Um yeah. Without revealing too much yeah. strategy going ahead, um, we've got some really cool stuff going. What are the line. exact models you're bringing in, and what are the <laughs> dates that you're expecting the ships to dock at Nard? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, but we've got some really cool stuff coming up. So, yeah. um, without disclosing too much, um, we've got some really cool budget HPA options cool. coming along. Yeah, um, nice. that's good. So, uh, I, I know that HPA is very, very expensive in this community. Um, Some of it's understandable, some of it not so much. Um, We're looking at bringing an option that's affordable to a lot of consumers. Good stuff. Um, So we're looking at doing that down the line. We're getting in, you know, obviously more premium models, um, Mm. like, you know, full metal with metal gearboxes. We're looking at getting more exclusives at, you know, a really good entry-level price where you're getting a metal gearbox and something that's hitting 330 FPS and just got solid build quality and cool you know we're looking at sourcing stuff like that we're looking at getting more into the premium pistol parts as well okay um so yeah we're in we've got a couple of things going along uh, at the moment with a lot of aftermarket parts really high quality stuff you know like lightweight cnc bbu units and um even stuff like v2 cnc gearboxes which we want to offer you know at a really really competitive price to the community so you know it's not going to break the bank to have like a really, really awesome build. That, that's our aim essentially yeah. going down the line, but just bringing in a little bit more variety. Um, not that anyone else isn't at the moment, yeah. but bringing in some more variety under our brand at least, um, making things a bit more affordable and just, you know, offering a good warranty on it all. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like a good future. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good that, that, you know, companies are still looking at, um, you know, becoming more dynamic and, and getting alternative models in, that's that's always a real bonus. So, yeah. All right, cool. Um, well, look, um, again, thank you very much for coming in, Michael. No um, can you please share with our viewers and listeners how they can find yourself or Tac Toys? Uh, so, uh, for Tac Toys, we're on Facebook, we're on uh, Instagram, we're on TikTok, and we obviously have our website, tactoys.com.au. Uh, with me, I'm not super on socials, <laughs> so I don't really put my face Maybe on. Maybe we'll have to change that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can yep. find myself on some of the Tactoys review videos, um, yep. but that's about it. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, awesome. Well, uh, thanks again, mate. And uh, ladies and gents, as always, I'm Dan from Ausgel. You can find Ausgel at www.ausgel.com.au. Across all the socials is Ausgel and on Instagram at Ausgel Ammo. Thank you very much for listening and or watching. See you later.